This is the Overtime Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Overtime Podcast with Sam and Guy, brought to you by absolutely nobody. I know Sam usually makes that joke, but he is unfortunately not here today. He is out saving the world, doing his thing. So, I got with me the next best thing. I thought to myself, you know, who do I know that can do this? Who do I know that's really good on social media? Well, that guy couldn't do it, so I called his dad. And he's with me now. He's an Air Force vet. He's the best realtor in the state of Delaware. And I'm pretty certain in his spare time, he is a just-for-men, touch-and-grade model. Uh, His name is Mr. Jeff Faust. Uh, Jeff, I want to say something. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, yes, I am a Delaware realtor and a uh, very proud retired Air Force vet, and I'm excited to do this. What about the Touch of Grey model? Yeah, I'll keep that on the down low. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, you bet, what have you been up to lately, man? It's been a while since I saw you. We had lunch a couple, like a week ago, talked about some uh, recruiting stuff, but other than that, what have you been up to? Yeah, just staying busy with the r- real estate world. Um, trying to get my sports into, um, paying attention to a little MLB and uh, excited about football, getting ready to start. Yeah, unfortunately, your Cardinals are taking it to my Reds, uh, they, they, at least last night. We'll see if that changes tonight. Um, yep. Go three, Birds. Three-game series this time around, right? Yep. Okay. All right, well, I guess we'll dive on into this. Uh, we got a few things to talk about today. We're, uh, college football has officially started. Week zero was last weekend. Uh, week one officially starts – this week uh, opens up on Thursday. Uh, for some reason, my Buckeyes are playing on a Thursday and not a Saturday, but I guess I'll take it where I can get it. Fans will finally be back in the stadiums. It's going to be awesome. Um, and then we're going to dive into some NFL stuff and how we think that's going to play out. Uh, so for the college football season, our top 20, the top 25 is obviously out. We got number one at Alabama, or Alabama's number one. Oklahoma is number two. Clemson, three. Then followed by Ohio State, Georgia, Texas, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, and North Carolina, finishing out the top 10. And then following them, you have Oregon, Wisconsin, Florida, Miami, USC, LSU, Indiana, Iowa, Penn State, and Washington fills in the top 20. And then the last five in the top 25 are Texas, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, Utah, and Arizona State. Jeff, out of those 25 teams, who surprised you the most to see on that list? I'm happy to see Coastal Carolina and, like, Louisiana. I mean, it's, it's good to see that some of the smaller schools are getting some, some props. Um, and, you know, hopefully they can stay in there and maybe even move up a little bit um, and kind of play with the big boys. So it's good to see. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised to see the Raging Cajuns in there, but I'm not upset about it by any means. Like you said, it is really awesome to see those smaller schools get into uh, get into the mix a little bit. I think the thing that surprised me the most was, one, um, that Oklahoma was second. I guess people are riding off of what they did to the third-string Florida team. I, I, I don't quite understand that. Oklahoma does have their uh, starting quarterback returning, Spencer Rattler. Um but, I mean, he wasn't great last season. I guess they're hoping that uh, they can whip him into shape in the offseason. Well, uh, he's he's the number one Heisman candidate um, right now. Yeah. I mean, it's early. No games have been played. But, yeah, people are picking him for the Heisman. So, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. 
Yeah, because I mean, he didn't deal well. He didn't deal too well with pressure last year. I mean, uh, as the season went on, he got a little bit better with it, and ultimately they won the big. Ten, they, they won the conference championship. So I mean, who am I to say anything bad about him? But um, I, I, I was surprised to see them at two. Um, no surprise, Alabama at one. I, I couldn't think of anybody else to put there. Um, I'm surprised Miami wasn't pro- wasn't a little bit higher than what they are. Um, with because oh, because they have a lot of returning guys, and I, I think I think it's 19 returning. Out of uh, the twenty-two uh, players on the field, nineteen returning starters. Um, and that's I mean, they, that's a lot for a college. That's a lot. Yeah. And they and I mean they still had a good season last year. Yeah, they did. They did. They, um, they got a big game this weekend. They do. And big game. I, and I. I think they'll play well, but they're not going to win. Alabama's going to win that game. Okay. Okay. More more on that here in a little bit. But um, so. I keep seeing a lot of everybody wants to pick, you know, picking the preseason play. Who's going to be in the playoffs? They want to get it right before the season even starts. Um, but in order to get in the playoffs, you have to win your conference. Um, so I thought it would be a little interesting. Go a little bit off the grid here. Let's pick who wins each conference. But we are not allowed to pick Ohio State. We cannot pick Alabama, Clemson, or Oklahoma because that's who everybody picks. For the big, uh, for the Big Ten, ACC, Big Twelve, and SEC, nobody else is picking anybody any different. And if you are, quite frankly, that's kind of dumb. But we're gonna be dumb. So where do you want to start? Um, let's start with SEC. All right, best team in the or best conference in the world. I yeah okay. Um, so who do you got for the SEC that's not named Alabama? Well, I would love to say my Razorbacks because I am a Arkansas Razorback fan. However, that's not realistic yet. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I'm going to go with Georgia because some people are actually picking Georgia over Alabama already. Um, I've seen it in several places, and um, Georgia's got a lot, of, a lot of strength coming back on both sides of the ball. Their only real question is going to be, can Daniels, the quarterback, step up and be the man that they need him to be because you got to be the man to to win in that conference I agree um, quarterback play in any conference is, is obviously extremely important um, yeah as you stated like as you kind of alluded to Georgia has eight returning starters on offense uh, JT Daniels gave the Bulldogs that, that offense they, it gave them a spark that they really needed at the end of the season um, they, they rounded out pretty well uh, they didn't beat Florida. They they, they got they kind of got blown out by Florida a little bit. But I mean, to be fair, a lot of teams did. They Florida almost beat Alabama. Um, but I think the most important part is Kirby Smart has had has had Georgia playing Alabama closer than any than anybody in the conference consistently. Yeah. In the national championship and the SEC championship regular season, they play they play in close, and they probably should have won two of those games. It's just I, I I still can't believe Nick Saban made the quarterback change he did to and then to the the Tua was born in, in the national championship that was the first he got just put in after halftime like hey freshman go do this it was sure. it was ridiculous and then they ultimately won in overtime it was crazy um, but I think Georgia I, I they have the best chance at it um, I I flirted with Florida for a little bit. But they just lost so much on offense. They have a brand new quarterback starting, and we don't know what they're going to be. No, no. Could be a surprise, though. Could be. Um, you know, 
I, I have a little bit of a hatred for Florida because I lived down there for so for, for six years and I, I got so much crap for being a Buckeye fan, but it's okay. But Georgia and Florida, being an SEC fan, they get the the advantage of being in the East for the SEC instead of the Western Division of the SEC. Right, because um, Alabama's in the West, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and Auburn and LSU and Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I mean, you name it. They're all over there, and, and it's just you take a beating every week. Um Meanwhile, these other teams get to play Kentucky and South Carolina. I mean, come on. Well, and, A&M, and Texas A&M isn't too much of a threat this year, I don't think, because they lost a lot of guys too. They lost their they lost their quarterback, and I don't know. Yeah. We'll see if Kirby Smart can. We'll see if Kirby, uh, or not Kirby Smart. I'm sorry, Jimbo Fisher. We'll see if Jimbo Fisher can reload, and this we'll see if Kirby can get uh, the quarterback play to actually can either continue or even increase. Um, so next up, we'll go with the Big Twelve. Who you got there? Well. Since I have to be dumb, and I don't know if it's dumb, but let, let's go with Iowa State. I think the Cyclones have got a, a good team. They're they're putting together a strong, strong program. Um, last year were really, really good, and uh, should be able to continue. We agree again. So they actually they played Oklahoma very close last year and uh, lost twenty seven twenty one in the Big Twelve Championship. Um, they have a Pretty easy schedule, especially non-conference. Um, the hardest non-conference game is Iowa, who's I mean ranked 18th. Iowa's expected to do something this year. I don't know what they're going to do, but um, so I mean they have a relatively easy schedule. Less opportunity to slip up. You know your record has to be good in order to make it to the championship game. So sure. I think they could definitely get there. And then you know I mean they're my pick to they're my pick to play Oklahoma. Even if I was picking picking Oklahoma, Oklahoma to win the whole thing, I'm, I'm still have them beating Iowa State in the um, championship game. But for this case, I'm picking Iowa State. And uh, they came really close last year. Their O-line is intact. And they returned their starting quarterback and a Heisman hopeful running back. So they have a lot of returning pieces that were that executed at a high level last year against the defending champions. So there's no reason to believe they can't actually succeed this year. Right. Uh, we'll move on... How about the ACC? What ACC, do you, what do you ACC. think? What do you think about the ACC? I like Miami. It, that's not Clemson. I, I know a lot. Um, so Miami and, and North Carolina share the share second place for odds of uh, winning the ACC. Obviously, Clemson's the favorite, but I like Miami because it returns. They're they're returning nineteen of twenty two starters, and as we have already stated, quarterbacks matter, and they have probably one of the best in the nation, uh, one of the best returning quarterbacks in the nation that's not named Spencer Rattler. Derek King had a really good season last year. They struggled when He struggled when they played Clemson last season, but with so many people returning, with the experience that he's gained, I can't help but think, that, I mean, they've got to, they had to have improved. Sure. So they're also returning 95% of their offensive production. They basically didn't lose anybody. Right. I mean, as of, I mean, they've only they only lost three starters of their twenty-two that on both sides of the ball. I think of the quarterbacks that we talked about too. He may be the most integral one of all of them, as far as they need him to perform at the highest level to compete and to to win. If they have an opportunity to you know win that conference and beat Clemson, absolutely. So like, if Spencer Rattler would go down, or let's see if C.J. Stroud goes down for the Buckeyes, they're, they. Those teams have people to replace those guys. They're not gonna. They may not be championship hopefuls anymore, sure. but they're still gonna have a good year. That's right. I do not think that's the case with Miami. If Miami, if 
Miami loses their quarterback Derek King, they're having they're in for a rough time for a rough season. But and that just speaks to Derek King and how good he is. Yeah, he's got a great great skill set. That said, I'm going to go with North Carolina, if for no other reason than to just be different. Um, I uh, like we said before, Clemson's going to win that conference. I feel like, um, but I think uh, I think North Carolina can compete. Um, they're building a great program. Mac Brown's doing a really good he job. He really is. Because North Carolina hasn't traditionally been a football powerhouse, but now nope. people, because of Mac Brown, people are putting North Carolina in the conversation with Clemson at least. And it's crazy to think that at his age that he's getting it done. You know, when peop- when he left Texas, what, eight years ago, something like that, um, people thought that the game had just passed him by. So he went to be an analyst for a while, and the next thing you know he ends up with North Carolina – and I thought it was kind of a, just a token move, maybe just to kind of get the program started a little bit. But, hey, he's, he's doing it. And, I mean, I think being at that analyst position probably helped him a while too. He got to, he got to sit back, watch a lot, learn yep. a lot probably as well because I feel like coaches, they never stop learning. If you don't if – I, I feel like there's a, ever, there's a point in a coach's career if they ever start stop learning something – that's when they start doing bad. Sure. Because they always have to – because the game always changes, and they always have to kind of change the game. There's obviously some things that you do that you keep the same. Like Urban Meyer is always, for whatever reason, going to do a quarterback draw right up the gut on third and short. <laughs> have fun, Trevor Lawrence. Um, but – and, yeah, so I, I, I think he's definitely probably evolved in his time as an analyst. But, you know, if you know ball, you know ball. If you, if you know how to coach, you know how to coach – Sometimes, I guess, with some programs, uh, a coach's message can, can get stale, and maybe a change of scenery is good. All right, who do you want next? We, we, I think we have, the, we have the Big Ten, the Pac-12. Who do you want to go? Um, let's go with the, um, the Big Ten. All right, this one gave me a lot of headaches because I did not want to pick anybody other than the Buckeyes, but go ahead. Let's go with Penn State. Um, okay. Just because they, they – um, They've got some tradition. Uh, they're building something there. They really are. Um, I think we were kind of talking off air. They've got a great recruiting class coming in for next year. They're really building there. And, um, and this year, you know, if the stars kind of align a little bit, you know, they could put something together. And, and who knows? Ohio State's supposed to be super strong. But um, an injury here or there, you know, a couple of breaks, go Penn State's way, maybe they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you play. I mean, you have to play the game. If it was just on paper, obviously, it, it would be no fun. Anything can happen while when the game's being played. But I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to actually go with Iowa. So Iowa's probably it, definitely a dark horse pick because there are definitely more. Uh, there, there are prettier picks, or um, like Wisconsin, like Penn State, even Indiana. So Iowa's probably fourth on that list. Uh, but so Wisconsin and Iowa arguably probably have the two easiest Big Ten schedules. Why? Because they don't play the Buckeyes. Ohio State always, always has the easiest schedule because they can't play themselves. But that I mean that's a big deal. That's one game that you don't have to worry about that you're probably you don't that you don't think you're going to lose. Um, I mean they finished last. They, they started off rough. They had they started off zero and two, then they finished out with six straight wins. They beat some of those teams that they're that are actually favored to win. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Penn State. Penn State 
didn't have they did not have a good season last year. So I mean, and Wisconsin didn't do great either. So for me, those two teams haven't really done anything to show to or to prove to, or to prove to me that they deserved any kind of recognition right now. The only team that I other team I actually kicked around was probably Indiana, just because of how well they played us last season when Michael Penix Jr. was healthy. Um, but the reason I, I again went away with him, he he has some sort of injury every single year. I'm pretty sure the kid's made out of glass. <laughs> so if he can't stay, I, if I can't trust him to stay healthy, I can't trust the team to win a championship. So I went with Iowa. Um, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. That would actually be kind of cool to see a team like Iowa get one. You know, they they haven't had a championship in a very long time. All right. So what do you think about the Pac-12? I mean. Pac-12 is hard for me to sometimes get into because we don't get to see a lot of their games. Yeah, um, they start at like 10.30. Yeah, with the time change and everything, uh, the time difference. But um, what, do you, what do you think about the Pac-12? Um, I think it's funny that they're the only conference that we didn't say, hey, you can't pick this person or this team. Because <laughs> it's really it's, – it's kind of up in the air. It is. It, it, it's probably the closest – like, I mean, it's probably the most competitive as far as the teams within the conference – they haven't been in the playoff in a long time. I think 2016 was the last time the Pac-12 conference was in the playoffs with uh, the Washington Huskies. They got beat by Alabama, and since then they have not been. They haven't returned. Um, but I'm going to pick Oregon for that conference, or for yeah, for that conference. Um, so again, for me, it's all about like what they're returning. They have 43,000 yards of uh, receiving yards returning. They have 32. I'm sorry, not 43,000. 4,300 yards of receiving. That'd be ridiculous. 43,000. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> 4,300 yards of receiving returning, 3,200 rushing yards returning, and their defense is supposed to be even better than their offense. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick Oregon. And, and they're, def- they're the defending champs, so nobody's really shown any, any reason, again, why they should be put above Oregon right now. Right, and I'm going to go with Oregon. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with them. I watched game day this weekend, and um, – a lot of those guys, or a couple of those guys, actually have Oregon making the playoff. Um, they're they're saying that they're going to be back this year. Um, the program's got some history. Love them. Okay, personal bias. Reese Davis is on crack because he said that Oregon's going to go into Columbus and be the Buckeyes. I'm actually going to be at that game. All right. I think Reese Davis is on crack. Quack quack quack. Yeah, he's on quack. Or, I don't know, <laughs> that was a really dumb joke, but. <laughs> Please don't turn off your mic. Please don't turn off the, the, the episode. I, I, I really hope that's the only dumb joke we have, but we'll see. But, um, fucking quiet. Um, yeah, I don't know. we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those programs that when they're good, it's good for football. It's all, I mean, and I could also say this about USC. When USC is good, it's good for football. It's you know the national brand that they are. Well, and the more good teams you have, just the more interesting it is. The more ratings you're going to draw. Yeah, I mean it. It's yeah. The more good teams you have in general, the the better it is for football. But these big brands like Oregon and, and USC are definitely more important. I feel to be better. Than and or it's Utah. cool with Oregon too because you get to see what uniform they're going to wear every week because it's always something new. It's always something new. Thanks which is Nike. Cool. <laughs> Thanks Phil Knight. Yeah. yeah, which I would think that's going to be a huge recruiting tool for them since now, since they can access like the new NIL name oh, image likeness. Absolutely, that's going to be a huge recruiting tool because they have the, they have Nike right there who can they can sign deals with. Absolutely, so that would be awesome. Yeah. So 
We got a bunch of big. We got a bunch of uh, huge week one matchups. We're gonna go into four. We're gonna break down, or we're gonna at least uh, you know talk about what games, or, or talk about the games. We're gonna go with the, over the over unders and the spreads, and we're gonna pick who we like on this. So we have first up, we're gonna do Iowa and Indiana. We have uh, Iowa's 18, or ranked 18th, and Indiana's ranked 17th. Um, Indiana's actually favored by three and a half, and the over-under is 45. So first, who are you taking with the, with the spread, and what are you taking with the over-under? Um, the over-under at 45, I think, is crazy in today's game. Even, even for the Big Ten, that seems like a low number, um, especially when teams kind of don't know each other yet. I, I give the nod a little bit to the offenses. Um, so... Um, so I'm going to go with the over, um, and uh, let's go with Iowa. Okay. Um, I am going to pick – I'm actually going to pick the unders. No, I'm not. I'm going to pick the over. I lied. I changed my mind. No, picking the overs, and I'm actually going to pick Indiana. So I know I just said how I think Indiana – or how Iowa would be the dark horse to win the Big Ten. Um, but remember, I was being dumb. Um, I was talking, also talking about a – Indiana team not having a healthy Michael Penix Jr. Well, guess what? For this game, they have a healthy Michael Penix Jr. So I definitely um, – and that offense is explosive with him. I'm picking Indiana to win by more than three and a half, and I'm going to pick the overs as well. Um, so – and that's going to be – that's actually at Iowa. So – Should be a tight game, though. Should be close. Yeah. I, I mean, well, because, I mean, that's kind of two different styles. Iowa is like that lunch bell team. That they're they're going to line up in the eye. They're going to line up under center, and they're going to pound you in the face. Um, Indiana, Indiana's a little bit more spread out. So we'll see how the Indiana defense can deal with that. Um, next up, we'll go uh, – well, I guess we'll keep it in the Big Ten. Uh, another ranked matchup. We had number 12, Wisconsin, against uh, number 19, Penn State. The over-under on that is 50. Wisconsin's favored by 5.5, and, and they're at Camp Randall Stadium. So at Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I would have to go with hmm, – I think I'm, when it comes to the spread, I think I'll go with Penn State. I think Wisconsin will end up winning the game. Um, it's just going to be a real tight one. Um, so maybe it's a field goal, something like that, that they end up winning the game by. But as far as against the spread, I, I'd have to go with Penn State. Um, and I think, again, the, the over um, is definitely in play. I think college football is just so wide open anymore. It, it's hard to keep these guys under, you know, 25 to 30 points. you got to be super rock-solid defense to, to keep a team below that. Very pedal to the metal these days. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go the other direction again. I'm going to pick Wisconsin at Camp Randall, um, mainly because they're at Camp Randall. Uh, Wisconsin's, I think Wisconsin is going to have one hell of a defense this year. I don't think their offense is going to be super great. They're they're returning a quarterback who showed flashes of being uh, elite, but he also but like as he had some pressure in his face, he kind of crumbled a little bit. So we'll see if uh, the pressure builds a diamond this time around. I'm going to stick with Wisconsin. I, I think the defense is going to keep Penn State from scoring a lot of points, and Wisconsin is not going to score a lot of points. So I'm actually going to stick with the unders um, on the Wisconsin Wisconsin versus Penn State with the over under being 50. All right. You can be wrong. It's okay. That's, <laughs> moving on, uh, two more games left. Uh, probably you can make an argument it's the biggest game, but I'm going to go 
So Miami, who is ranked 14th, and then Alabama, ranked number one, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And I'm going to rant about this here in a little bit, but first we'll go. Through, we'll get to the game. Alabama is favored by 19 and a half points, which I mean, a lot of respect to Alabama on that. And then the over one is 61 and a half, which you were saying how 45 sounds ridiculous. 61 and a half is ridiculous. So who you got there? Well, only because, you know, we've got a new quarterback at Alabama. Obviously a lot of new players because they sent so many to the league. Um, but it's Alabama, so those boys would have been starting anywhere else. And they get to they have been able to practice against those guys last year. So um, they're definitely ready. However, that's just a big number at 19 and a half. I mean, I've got to go with Miami when, you, when you're talking spread. But Alabama wins the game. Yeah. Um, but spread-wise, I would, I would go with Miami. Um, and um, I feel like it's going to be high scoring. So I'm going to go the over again. Uh, we actually agree on everything there. I am totally in line with you. 19 and a half points I think is just too much to put on a team, especially that's returning 19 of their 22 starters. Right, right. They have everything coming back. Assuming, you know, this is obviously assuming that they're only getting better than what they were last season. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take Miami mm-hmm. with the spread. Obviously, I think Bama wins, but um, Miami with the spread and then 61 and a half with the over-under. And probably the biggest game of the weekend and the hardest for me to pick was Clemson, who's number three, versus the number five Georgia. Could be the biggest game of the year because, I mean, that's – that is a tight matchup right out the gate, week one of college football, to welcome back the fans. That's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to watch that game. Over-under is 51, and Clemson is favored by three. This is at Bank of America Stadium, which I think is the Panther Stadium. Again, I, that is frustrating as hell to me. Anyway, who you got? Oh, I'm going Georgia. Georgia? Georgia's, Georgia's going to win it. Georgia's going to cover. Um, yeah, and I – I think this is a year where we see Clemson lose two to three games. Um, they lost a lot when they lost Trevor Lawrence. We know nothing about this, truly about this. I mean, they lost ETN, they lost Lawrence. I mean, they lost a lot when it comes comes to their offensive production. Um, you know, they're still Clemson, and and like Alabama, they they always have you know that next man up. Um, but I just I think. I think Georgia's ready to step up. I completely agree with you. Um, I have Georgia for this. Uh, Who do you have on the over-under? Would you have at 51? Oh, yeah, that's going to be over. Okay, agreed. Okay, agreed across the board as well. Um, We saw, we kind of saw what Clemson was without without Trevor Lawrence last season. There was a game uh, where they're... The quarterback that will be starting this year, I think his name is Ukulele. Yeah. U- ukulele. There's it, <laughs> a lot of vowels in there. Tiny guitar. <laughs> yeah. um, he played against Notre Dame. They lost. It was a close game. He still played well. But then we saw exactly what happened when Trevor Lawrence went in and just how much better he made that team. And they smoked Notre Dame. And, I and I mean, I, Notre Dame just isn't that elite of a team. I feel like Georgia can be elite. I do not think Clemson is going to be able to hold up with – I don't think Clemson is going to be able to hold up with them at all. Um, so – yeah, I'll take Georgia outright, even without the spread. Um, but, yeah. And then I'm also going to pick the overs because, yeah, I think it'll be high scoring. Because uh, Georgia's got a lot of questions on defense, uh, spe- specifically at the uh, defensive back position. 
There's, I think there's going to be a lot of holes there. But I think they're definitely going to be able to score. And I think Clemson's going to have uh, a lot of questions on their defense as well. I think one other thing that comes into play with, with like I picked overs on everything, this time of year it's still hot. Mm-hmm. The defenses get worn out more than usual because it's so hot, mm-hmm. it's humid. Um, you know, they're trying to catch their breath, these fast, fast-paced offenses. Um, so, um, yeah, I think all of these will end up being overs. Yeah, well, I agree with all that except for, the, obviously, the one I said earlier, Wisconsin-Penn yeah. State. Well, I think yeah. Wisconsin's defense is going to be this is gonna be gnarly. And um, Penn State hasn't proven anything to me as far as being able to score the ball yet. So, I'm going to go unders. Now, um, you know what? Before I rant about what I'm going to rant at, I, I, we teased on the Facebook page that we're going to be giving away a $25 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. So, here are the details of how you got a, 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 of, of this game. We're going to have an award. It's going to be it's going to be just called the Idiot Award, right? So, what we need you guys to do, go to the Facebook page or on Twitter, uh, at me on Twitter, CrowDaddy40, or go to the page and comment on the post of this uh, podcast and tell me a story you know about, whether in the news, whether it's a personal story about somebody, you, a friend of yours, something that happened over the weekend, you have a week to do this, or just somebody being an idiot, somebody just sucking at life, football, or something else. And then the next podcast that we have next week, there's going to be whoever we decide was the best will win the gift card. So you also have to like and follow the page. If you don't have Facebook, we'll forgive you. Just hit us up some way um, and just prove that you've listened to the uh, show. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to give away $25. Hopefully that, that's, a, that's a few free beers for NFL weekend. And uh, you guys get to have a good time and watch your teams. Or for the opening weekend of NFL, anyway. So, all right. Now I'm going to rant about something. Um, two, the two biggest games of the weekend are at neutral sites. And I hate this. I hate when these big games against non-conference opponents are played at NFL stadiums. Go to the campus and play teams at the campus. Play the... Not just play the team, play the crowd. Okay? Because... Clemson is a lot better in Clemson than they are at Bank of America Stadium. Georgia is a lot better in Athens than they are at Bank of America Stadium. It is just more entertaining as a fan to hear the crowd giving the other team all kinds of hell and screwing them up. Okay, it messes with. I think it messes with the fan base. Like it does. It cheats. I feel like it cheats the school out of money, but I'm sure there's some sort of TV deal where they get extra money in that scenario. Um, and it's primarily SEC teams, SEC teams that do this. The biggest culprit of them all is Alabama, and it's so irritating because they usually have, they usually have one non-conference opponent a season that's decent or was thought to be decent when they scheduled it at the time. And but they they never go to another opponent's stadium. They haven't left the SEC for or they haven't left the southeast region of the United States for a regular season game since 2011. Do you, know, do you know how many times, without looking at my paper, how many times they have played a true away game during the regular season? Uh, I'm sorry, a true non-conference away game during the regular season? Oh, it's... This century, since 2000. I don't know. Three times. Wow. UCLA, Oklahoma, and Penn State. The most recent being Penn State in 2011. But the only thing that's going to change that is, is if 
some other teams can step up and really, truly challenge them and, and bring them down a notch. Because otherwise they get to dictate well, I where mean, they go. So this, and this is one of the reasons why I am a big, I'm a fan of the expanded playoff. And because I feel like I think the, like the first couple rounds of the playoff until you get to the final four in the championship should be at the higher seed stadium. For sure. And that would, that would force Alabama and these other teams to actually lead their region. Um, well, not if they're the higher team. Well, not if they're the higher team, but like, <laughs> but, right? But like, you're not gonna have you're not gonna have one, two, three, four, five SEC teams in, True. in the top five. True. And there will be a year. I don't know when it'll be when Alabama's not the top five. Again, don't know when that's gonna be. It'll have to be when Nick Saban dies, I think. And I'm I'm convinced that man's dying on the sideline one day. And he just extended like another seven years yeah, or something. Ridiculous amount. So like, yeah, that man's just gonna die on the sideline and. Because he's never going to quit, I don't think. Um, but I mean, just to, just to compare, like I'm going to compare this to my team because this is what I watch all the time, right? I've been watching it. I've grown up watching them, and I see them play these home and, these home and aways all the time. They do a deal where they play these teams two back to back seasons, one home, one away. In the last decade, they've done that four times, or they, they've they've had they've gone to four away stadiums non conference, right? And, the, and since 2000, they've done it 11 times. So I'm more, and so I'm more accustomed to seeing, to seeing that, going to these other stadiums, playing these other teams at their house, saying like, okay, yeah, we're going to take you on, and we're going to take you on in your place. But then you have to come over here. Um, I mean, I'm down, I'm down to invite Alabama for a home-and-home. Home. I don't know if Ryan Day or the Buckeyes are. Shit, hey, Bama, I'll come down in September if you come to Columbus in November. Yeah. So instead of, instead of your annual beatdown of Mercer, come to Columbus. I like it too. But and and here's the thing: you you brought up the expanded playoff. I think when we get the expanded playoff, when we go to 16 teams, I think you're going to see that more because now losing one game isn't the end all be all. You can get into that 16 team playoff with a loss or two. Um, so I think you're going to see more teams open to doing something like you're talking about, playing that bigger team. But, but to be quite honest with you, again, biased SEC guy here, your conference schedule is so damn hard that you feel like, you know what, I, I can't go crazy with my non-conference schedule because I'm going to screw myself out of a, an opportunity to be in the playoff. Um, so that's the main reason why I really like the 16-team um, playoff scenario. That's, it's going to happen. Well, it's just a matter they, of they, had, they hadn't, they hadn't um, delivered a 16-team proposal. I think the highest number they had was 12, which is the one I liked. Well, I, I've heard rumor of a 16. Oh, really? But, yeah. So even if they go to a 12 and then, like, maybe, you know, you get first top four, get a bye or something like that, that that'd be a nice scenario. Yeah, that, that was my favorite one was the 12-team scenario where the top four get a bye and then the higher seed of who's remaining obviously plays the lowest seed and then the highest seeds get to have that game at their stadium and then the top four and then the, the next round as well would be um, at the higher seed stadium and then once you get to the, the final four, they're the semifinals, then you go into neutral sites. Yeah. The, the true like the Rose Bowl, the right. Orange and, Bowl, yeah, and, and that's how the and that's how these bowl games can still be relevant. Sure. Well, and the other games become the bowl games. Mm -hmm. um, they're just at a stadium, that and that's the way they can keep their sponsorships. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I um, the only thing I will say about 
the neutral site games is I think you ultimately see the best team win in a lot of scenarios when it's a neutral site. Um, there is no, you know, 80,000 people screaming at the opposition. Um, I, don't you like, know, I don't like losing I, that, I, though. I, I, I love, I love the, the pageantry and everything that goes along with college sports. That's what makes it great. I, I get you. But I can tell you, at least for that Clemson-Georgia, there's going to be a lot of fans on both sides at that game. So it's going to be loud. I mean, so maybe fifty-fifty. I mean, I think. It, I mean, it takes away from college football itself, like the very nitty-gritty of like the base of college football is the is the eighty thousand screaming at the opposing team, right. or in some stadiums' case, a hundred thousand or a hundred thousand plus. You know, it, it's it's that many people yelling at the other team, trying to screw them up, and that, that that's what makes college football different, in my opinion, better than the NFL. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're just meshing fans together all the time and then it's just the NFL and well and and the bad part about the neutral site for Alabama Alabama never plays a game on a neutral site truly because they're always going to have the most fans in there but I I really do feel like and I said this a minute ago the the Clemson Georgia game I could see a very much a balance of fans oh absolutely they both travel well geographically located Miami does not travel well and, and no. honestly, I don't even know how much advantage Miami would have if the game was in Miami or in the Orange Bowl. They would have a, they would have a little bit of advantage for it being a home game. And I, I feel like for that game, now Miami fans would come out in force, but I don't know how much they're going to – I don't know how much they're going to come out in a neutral side game. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think Bama definitely has the advantage in a neutral side game for sure. Yeah. So, all right. So, enough about college football. Um, next weekend, not this weekend – Next weekend, we got the NFL season kicking off. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I jumped the gun on something. What's up? Who's your national champion? Who are you picking? Bulldogs. Picking Georgia. Bulldogs? That's, Georgia. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The, the rules of the national championship are, were the same as the conference. We could, not, we could not pick Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, or Oklahoma. So you're saying the Bulldogs? I think Georgia. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And we've stated all the reasons why we like them plenty. So, yeah. I agree, Georgia Bulldogs. If it's not one of those four teams, I guess they're the next best. One, they're the next best thing. All right. So anyway, back to the NFL. Um, before I completely brain farted and forgot that we were supposed to talk about something else, um, that starts next weekend. Finally, we're, that's going to kick off. Um, we have we get to see a lot of, of our favorite players back again. So we're going to go. We're going to pick who our favorites are in each division. Sam tried to talk about this last time, and quite frankly, I just was not prepared for it and <laughs> had to cut him off. Um, I feel bad for doing this without him, but I think he'll get over it. Um, so let's start with the NFC North. You get the Bears, Lions, Packers, and Vikings. Who you got there? God, as much as I hate to say it, it's the Packers. I'm very anti-Packers. Um, I hate all the drama. Um, I wish that Aaron Rodgers would just go play football and stop being a drama queen. Um, sorry for you Packer fans out there. Um, but um, yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna walk through that division. Although the Vikings are gonna be better this year, the Vikings um, they have to be because they have the talent. Um, they had the talent last year, but but fell short. So I think the Vikings will be a close second. Um, but it's the Packers division. Um, completely agree. Uh, my dad may disown me as well as my two brothers because they're both big Bears fans, 
and you know I'll root for the Bears whenever they're on, as long as they're not playing the Bengals. Um, but no, Packers have got it. They, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of, is one of the greatest quarterbacks of our time, um, and he's just going to continue. He's going to. That's not going to change this year. He still has Devontae Adams. He still has his, the same offense that he has. However, he did lose an offensive lineman today. He went he, that got put on the uh, pup list, the physically unable to perform list. Okay. Uh, I don't know the exact details on uh, what he went down with. So he will be missing an offensive lineman, but it's the NFL. There's plenty of offensive linemen, which is why I can't believe the Bengals can't freaking find an offensive line, but whatever. So, yeah, the Packers. Yeah. And and, and to the your point with the Bears, the Bears, they still haven't figured out quarterback. I think Not there's going to be a lot of back and forth. I know you have a bias to Fields, and I think Fields is a great quarterback too, but they're not ready for that yet. Their offensive line's bad. Who knows if the coach is going to be there next year, Nagy. So the Bears are a little ways away. They're a couple of years away. So, yeah, because, I mean, that, that's been a big point of contention these past couple of weeks because Justin Fields has had a pretty good preseason, and Andy sure. Dalton has not had a good preseason. Right. Um, the fans want Fields, but at the same time, do you really oh, – because I experienced this, experienced this first, firsthand last season – with our new quarterback, yep. Do you really want to put your brand new, your brand, brand new shiny toy, out there to get damaged potentially when you're not quite ready for to make a run? Like we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback, with with the coach. We don't know if that offensive line is going to be worth a damn or not. We know their defense is good. Yep. And you know you don't want to waste a good defense. So I don't know. Maybe if your offensive line shows that they're improving and Dalton's just not getting it done and. Throw fields in there and see what he does. I mean, yeah, but if he but, lights it up, keep him. But to your point with the shiny toy and not getting damaged, I mean, I think Fields proved something the other day when Buffalo almost <laughs> took his head off, cleaned his clock, and 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 they. I heard some analysts talking about it. I mean, the linebacker walked right up to the line. It was very evident that he was coming on a clean blitz. Literally nobody touching him. He didn't make any change. He never looked that way. He, he's not ready. He had no idea the guy was. He's coming. not. Talent is one hundred percent there. He's just not ready yet for that for that level. And I mean, if anything, I guess if you if you want to point to a good thing about that, I mean, um, you got to see how tough the guy is. I oh, mean, he's tough. I mean, we we saw. I mean, Buckeye fans, we saw it a bunch of times in, in football games, and, and most recently in. Um, the playoff where we beat Clemson, he took a he got speared in the ribs. I'm pretty sure he probably broke a rib or something. Then he came out and then his very next play, like he comes back out later in the drive and throws a touchdown. Throws a dart for a touchdown. And then he goes on to win that win that game by a lot. And then ultimately perform and uh, perform somewhat decently in the national championship game when you know that boy was sore. Yeah. So Oh, he's tough, there's no doubt about it. He's also a liar though, because he said it didn't hurt. <laughs> I, know. I, I think that might have been the CTE, the, the newly found CTE that he had just right. developed. Exactly. Uh, talking. All right. So, what do you think about the NFC East? NFC East is a complete dumpster fire, and probably the worst division in the in the entire NFL. Um, I however, when I t- see hear people talk about like, oh, Bama could beat the NFC, it could win the NFC East. I'm like, okay, sh- no. calm down. Yeah, exactly. These guys are still pros. Um, I on so like on paper. I want to pick the Cowboys because on paper they have a lot of tools. They've got Ezekiel, they've got Dak Prescott, they've got C.D. Lamb, they've got Amari Cooper. They've got a really good offense. Their defense is pretty lacking. However, they did get a new linebacker in um, Michael Parsons who maybe can help turn that around a little bit, but one linebacker isn't going to fix your defensive woes. Um, so I think this is one of the hardest divisions for me, but I guess I'll 
because the Redskins, ha we know they're going to have a good defense. They got Fitzmagic in there, and they and they added a, a second weapon or receiving weapon, or I guess a third, because if you want to count their tight end as well, and Curtis Samuel to pair with Logan Thomas and uh, Scary Terry. So it's, I think it's going to be one of those two teams, but if, since I have to pick one right now, I guess I'll pick the Cowboys to win the division. I don't have any faith in the Eagles with their first-year head coach. No, they're um, trash. Have, yeah, I don't have any faith in Jalen Hurts. Um, and I, I, I obviously I have no faith in the Giants. Their defense has not improved. Their offensive line has not improved. They actually just traded for one of the Bengals' offensive linemen, which I don't know why anybody would do that because didn't you just watch what happened last season? I guess they think they can fix him or fix this person. But, yeah, I picked the Cowboys. Um, on paper, they should be a lot better than how they performed last season. So I don't know if that's a coaching issue or what the deal is there. Maybe they need a couple years to build something a little bit better. But that, sh that should be one of the best offenses, it, one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the NFL. Yeah. Well, I I'm, I'm going to go – I know this is against the grain, but I'm going to go with Washington. Um, I think Fitzmagic can do enough. Again, that defense is great. As long as he can rein it in just a little bit and try not to do too much, and that's been his downfall in the past. Yeah, is he just lets it fly. He does. He, he, wants, he wants to make that huge, huge play when sometimes he could, should have just checked down. Um, so I'm hoping that Ron Rivera can get that through his head and, and you know, they can make that happen. Um, the reason I'm going against the Cowboys, Dak's not proven to anybody that he's healthy yet. Um, I'm a Dak fan. I think Dak's a winner. Um, but they are putting everything into Dak being good to win in this division and, and being successful. And I think that shoulder is not right. And a quarterback with a bad shoulder, a pitcher with a bad shoulder, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Um, and I think he's going to miss some games. They don't, they don't have a good option for backup. Um, so, you know, I just – I don't think – first of all, I think the division is going to be like it was last year. We're going to be like, okay, is this going to be an above or below 500 division winner? I think that's where we are. Um, I feel like it's going to be the worst of the division winners. Whoever comes out of it is going to be the worst of all of them. Um, the Eagles, they, they obviously don't have any um, – any faith in Jalen Hurts because they just traded for another quarterback. And, you know, of course, Flacco's there, but he's old. Um, and the Giants, I, I just still don't have any faith in them. Um, you know, Daniel Jones has got to prove it. Um, this is a huge year for him, uh, but they're not ready. So I, I, think, I think Washington, flip a coin, but I think I want to go with Washington. Okay. I mean, that's not even a really bad – I mean, like I said, I had that. I thought about them for a second. I think they're the second. I think they're probably the second best team, and I think I have them finishing second, a close second behind the Cowboys. Um, so I mean, I I'm, that's not a terrible pick. Um, NFC South, I got the Buccaneers because this is uh, this is crazy to me. This they're the only team to bring back every single starter from their from a Super Bowl as a Super Bowl champion. Yep, all twenty two. It's I it's can't ridiculous. believe it. I can't. That's a crazy stat. One that nobody else has ever done it. And two, that they actually did it, I guess. So, um, the Saints are not going to be as good. No more Drew Brees. We'll, I mean, we'll see if since since uh, Jameis Winston can actually see now, we'll see if he improves any. 
The Falcons have given have given us no reason to believe they're going to be any good. And I mean, we'll see if the Panthers can do anything. I mean, I don't have faith in the quarterback situation. Um, and I and in the NFL and and in the, ugh, sorry, man, if I could speak today. And in the NFL, I mean, in this passing league, the quarterback is is key. Yes. And if you don't have a quarterback and they don't, you're not going to win a division. And so you got Tom Brady with a full OTA. He had last season to, to figure out the offense, to get these guys going all in the right direction and playing Tom Brady football. Um, they sh- So now we're playing 17 games this year. They should be a 14-win team. Um, they're just they're going to they're going to win this division. Um, I, I don't see Atlanta challenging By them. a lot. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I really I agree with you with New Orleans. Um, they're really going to miss Drew Brees and Jameis Winston. Although he's going to throw the touchdowns, he's also going to throw the interceptions. And if Sean Payton has gotten him past that, Sean Payton should be deserves the coach of the year. Coach of the year. Yeah. If, if he can get Winston past that, but there there just needs to be. No question here. It's Tampa. All right. Your division, NFC West. Um, I already know who you're picking, but go ahead. The Niners. Yeah. <laughs> the Niners. It, it, it is should be the toughest division in football. Um, I don't think a whole lot of people are going to argue about that. Um, I still don't think Seattle's got enough offense to win. Russell just can't continue to do it by himself. Um, the defense is going to be pretty good, um, but – Russell's going to lose a step at some point, and that that illusion, you know, from the defense is going to go away a little bit. And you know, if he gets hurt, they're in big trouble. Done. Um, and the Rams, the Rams are the Rams. Um, let's see what they can do. They went out and traded for a running back this week. Got Sony Michelle. Um, they needed that big time. Obviously, that defense is good. Um, but I'm really excited to see my Niners. Um, hopefully, they can work in Trey Lance along with Jimmy G, and uh, I think they could be an exciting, exciting offense. Did and the like, defense will be did great. Did you like the Trey Lance pick? Oh, I loved it. Okay. I did. And one more quick thing with my Niners. Um, the fact that Joey Bosa is back and they're saying better that's, than before. That's scary. Better? Come on. Yeah, that's mm. scary. And I mean, and that entire and that entire defense was hurt last year. They were they I think half of them tore tore an ACL. It, it was, was it was it was we had so um, many people injured. So a few episodes ago, I said the Rams were a top five team in the NFL. Um, that was before they had some injuries, specifically to their running back position. I think that is going to hurt Matthew Stafford's ability. Um, I still think the Rams are going to be very good, and they're going to be right there with the 49ers. But I'm picking the 49ers as well to win the, the to win the division. Maybe a little bit of uh, uh, friend friend bias because that's not, the smartest thing you've said all day. <laughs> not only not only uh, you, Jeff, but I also have another friend, Will. He's a huge Niners fan, and he got so mad when I said the Niners, when I said the Rams were a top five team. But no, honestly, I I'm, I am a little worried at how the uh, Rams will execute on offense. Um, they did just get Sonny Michelle, but Sonny Michelle didn't do shit in New England. Um, I don't have faith in Henderson. I don't. I just. I don't have faith in the running in the running back situation. And one of the things the Rams like to do is play action. And you can't do play action if you don't have a running back that can run the football. So I'm going to go with the Niners. And this. And and one quick point on the Rams. Stafford, although he's got great numbers over the years, and he did play for the Lions, 
never has he won a big game. So let's see, you know, week 15, 16, when, you when know, the division's on the line, what happens. Okay. So um, um, how about let's stay in the West? How about the AFC West? AFC West. So easy, Chiefs. Um, <laughs> not a whole lot to say there. Chiefs are going to win. I think the Chargers may compete, but Chiefs. Yeah. The if the Chiefs only had a quarterback, I I think you're right. No, I'm just kidding. Last I checked, they still had Patty Mahomes. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be good. Um, the Broncos just still haven't figured out the quarterback. Um, although I think the Chargers, I think it's gonna be interesting to see if they can continue the uh, momentum that they built on last year. Justin Herbert should yeah. he could be a very good quarterback rookie. Uh, I mean he. He was great as a rookie. We'll see if he has a sophomore slump. I still don't trust the Raiders. No. no. And they, they've given us no reason to. No. And they did nothing. They had a bad draft. They didn't really build on anything as far as free agency. So, um, I could actually see the Raiders being last in the division. Wow. No, I think the Broncos. Oh, no, man. Yeah, wow. That's – But right. the Chiefs, it's definitely the Chiefs. Chiefs okay. and Chargers at the top, top two. All right. AFC South. All right. AFC South, it ain't going to be the Texans. No, um, no. They're going to be a subject for uh, something that we're going to cover in a few minutes. Um, so the AFC South, it's tough because nobody really knows what the Colts are going to be. I think people really want them to be good. They want to see if Wentz can step up, stay healthy, and produce. But at the end of the day, it's got to be the Titans. They're just too balanced, well, well coached, and um, – a lot of people in the right positions to win. I think this is the second easiest, uh, second or third easiest pick out of all the divisions. Um, I Titans by a lot because I don't trust Carson Wentz. Yes, he's back. Yeah, he's back with his off, with the offensive coordinator or with the offensive coordinator where he had all of his success. Who is now the head coach for the Colts? But Carson Wentz, that man, that man is literally made of grass or made of glass. He's always breaking. And now he's on the co- he's on the COVID uh, uh, yeah. IL right now. And, I mean, so. and he's and he was and he's already and he's already injured. Yep. He broke something in his foot. I don't know. Dude has just made it flat out of flat out, out of glass. I don't trust Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. The Houston Texans are just complete dog water garbage. King Henry's gonna just take this division by himself. Yep. I don't right. disagree. AFC East. I actually had a debate with some of my friends about this today. So AFC, AFC East, this is gonna be the one that I think please. Please don't even mention the Jets. The Jets are not there yet. Um, they are they're several years away. Um, but anxious to see what Salah does with them. Um, you know, our former defensive coordinator. Um, but they're they're definitely not ready. Um, I don't think Miami's ready either because Tua, I don't think is going to be the answer. I don't trust Tua. I, I just don't. I, I think they've got. A, they're going to have a great defense. They're going to be competitive in every every game. But I think Tua is going to let them down when they need him most in uh, in games. So then it comes down to the Bills and the Patriots, and um, I think the Bills might take a step back. I okay. think the Patriots win a close close division with the Bills and probably win about eleven games this year. Okay, so. The big news of today was the Patriots told Cam Newton to kick rocks. Matt Jones is their starting quarterback. You think Matt Jones, as a rookie, takes the division? I think what they put around him, they're gonna they're gonna run this offense to a point to where it's gonna be so hard for him to screw it up. They they went out and made some great picks. They they've got 
some great uh, tight ends yeah, now. Their running, their running game is tremendous. Their defense, they get all these guys back that were on COVID last year. So it's like they all got a, a fresh year. Their bodies are fresh. They're going to come out and they're going to surprise some folks. I think the Patriots are closer than the Dolphins than they are the Bills. I think the Bills takes this division by a, by a pretty decent margin. The Bills have not given me any reason to think they won't. Um, it's not the playoffs, so I don't think the Bills will lose very often. <laughs> but however, once they get the playoffs, they're not they're not my pick to win the Super Bowl. I do love Allen games. though. Allen's a great quarterback. He's got an arm. He, he does. Him. So yeah, the Bills. And he's fast. Very fast. AFC North. So you said the NFC. You said you thought the NFC West was probably the toughest division. I can't argue it. But AFC, if if the AFC North isn't the toughest, they're probably the second toughest. Is it uh, second toughest division with the Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers, and then you got my Bengals there at the bottom. But um, who you got there? Oh man. So I want to start at the top, um, and I think Cleveland. I think the Browns win the division. Um, losing Dobbins the other day was a huge, huge loss for the Ravens. Um, I, I don't disagree with the fact that he played. I know there's been some debate. You know, but the guy only was in 23. He was on the field for 23 plays. He, he, um, he, actually, um, he actually ended up only touching the ball like 10 times. So I don't have a problem with them playing him. That said um, – I think the Browns are ready. Um, I don't think they're ready to go super deep in the playoffs, but I think they're ready to win that division. Um, I'm anxious to see your boy uh, throw the ball in Cincinnati and have a full, healthy year. Um, And I think the worst team in the division is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, I love hearing that. They're done. (laughs) their Their offensive line is trash. Um, and you cannot have a bad offensive line with a 39-year-old quarterback that can't move. Wow. I, I, th- this is the year that they're going to take a big step back. Wow. Okay. Um, I agree with you in the fact that I think the Browns are going to win. And that, yes, you losing J.K. for the Ravens was huge. I have no idea why he was playing in that game. That's just that, – that was, that, that was an idiot move. Um as much as I liked hearing it, I don't think I can agree that the Bengals are, or that the Steelers are the worst in the division. I still think that belongs to the Bengals just because they, have, they haven't they have shown to me that – until they showed me that the, that offensive line is fixed and that defense can actually stop somebody in crunch time like in the last two minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. I, I can't trust it because our one position our, – our one possession game record is horrendous under Zach Taylor. I think we've won like three and, we ha- and we've had like 20 of them. It, like we're close in almost every single game that we play with somebody. Sure. We can't we can't finish the deal. And part and part of the reason last year was because our defense would play great all game, but in the last two minutes they would crumble. Right. Like Baker May, we 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 were beating the Browns last year. I think it was the second game of the season that we were playing, and we were beating them. We gave the ball to the Browns with I think it was forty five seconds left, and they went and scored with time to spare. Right. So I mean, I I, I just I can't. Unfortunately, I can't give ourselves the honor of saying we're better than the Steelers yet, but I'm I'm picking the Browns all the way. Um, even and there's a lot of talk about the Browns potentially going to the Super Bowl this year. I don't think that happens, but I guess we'll let the the Brown fans have their have their hope. I think you got two playoff teams though in that division with the Ravens and the. I think the Ravens the can still make the playoffs. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Wild I, card. Yeah. So, who's your Super Bowl champion out of all of these? 
I, I, I'm going to have to be biased. I think it's the Niners. Okay. They, they were so – I mean, think about where we were just two years ago, and then we just had all the injuries last year that just crushed us. Um, I, I think our offense is going to be dynamic. Our defense is going to be top three. Um, when you put those things together, um, I think it's going to be the Niners. I do. How about you? I'm picking the Buccaneers because they returned to everybody. Tom had a full year just to get to know his team in his first year with Tampa, and he won a damn Super Bowl just in his first year. But there's no reason to believe that this year should be any different. Um, if I take my bias away, I, th- I think you're right. If, if for some terrible reason, and I don't want this to happen because I love Tom Brady, if he was to get hurt, obviously that's a game changer because I don't think they have – they have so many other good pieces, though, that if they lost a receiver or if they lost a running back, you know, they got other folks to step up because yeah, they they're, they're they deep. Have, they have depth at some of those other positions. But, um, Tom, yeah, Tom Brady, even though he's old as dirt, he's shown no signs of slowing down yet. Sure. I mean, he's had he, – his whole career has been multiple Hall of Fame careers, and he's still producing at that level. Five yeah. years for me. Okay. As much as I, I, hate, I, can't, as much as I hate Tom Brady. I can't, I can't – I like Tom, and I, but I can't oh, – I hate him because of where he went to school. Yeah, well, all right. He didn't do anything for Michigan, so no, he didn't. <laughs> Which is I the mean, crazy part. He helped beat us, but whatever. That's the '90s. That, 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 we're, we're gonna stop talking about old shit here, okay? <laughs> that's that, that's over. Um, all right, so we picked who the best team's gonna be. Who's gonna be the worst team? Who gets the first overall pick next season? It's it's three. There's three teams. Okay. There's Jacksonville. There's Detroit, and there's the Texans. Okay. And I, I, I think that honor is going to go to the Texans. Um, they did nothing to improve their team. They've got everything going with the drama of Watson. You don't know. He may be suspended by week five or in jail. Who knows what's going to happen with that. Um, he could get traded. There's so many different factors. Um, the Texans are bad. Um, I agree. The Texans are, are they're, yeah, they're bad. They're really, 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 really bad. They did, and you said it all. They didn't do anything to help themselves. Um, Deshaun Watson is that whole situation is just a circus. And now, like, there's talk of him being traded to the Dolphins. Like, we'll see. I doubt the Dolphins really want to pick up that kind of baggage. Well, the Dolphins basically came out and said no. Yeah. Yeah, because Flores came out and said, we like high-character guys on our team. <laughs> he, literally, he didn't say no to Watson, but he said, we really like high-character guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a little dig. Yeah, a little no, bit. There was a little dig there, Deshaun. Yeah. Well, Deshaun, and it's a shame because Deshaun's a great football talent. He was a, He's uh, a great talent. Yeah. And so. before this, I mean, there was no reason to think there was anything wrong with the character before Correct. all this happened. Correct. But, I mean, do I think he – like, okay, there, I think there was like 20 different women that came out and accused him. Do I think he did that 20 times? No. Yeah. But do I think one of those might have some truth to it? Yeah, probably. Yep. So, I mean, if you have a lot of people saying somebody did one thing, then it probably yeah. when there's some it's probably When there's happened. that much smoke, there's some fire somewhere. Yeah, agreed. All right, man, that's it. That's a, that's the show. Um, thanks for coming to talk to us, or talk, I guess, talk with, with me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for those of you that are listening, uh, don't forget, comment on the uh, Facebook page or hit me up on Twitter, CrawDaddy40. Uh, your, your idiot story of the week 
And uh, I don't know, maybe you'll get a $25 gift card. Don't forget, if you have Facebook, you have to like and follow the Facebook page in order to be eligible to win. If you don't like, if you don't have Facebook, then just text me. Prove just prove that you listen to the, listen to the podcast. That'll be good enough. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can get you some free beers for the kickoff of NFL of the NFL season. Yeah, go Niners! And uh, if you guys are looking to buy or sell a house, hit me up, guy. Oh yeah, can, go ahead. Yeah, get, do, yeah, do a quick plug. Loft Realty out of Milford. Um, take great care of you. Whether you want to sell, buy. Or just looking for some information and, and want to learn about this crazy market, uh, hit me up. Um, I'm on Facebook, F O U S T. Jeff is the first name. You can find me at Loft Realty also. And he helped he helped me find the house I'm currently in now. Me and Megan both love it. His son helped me find find my first ever house that I ever bought, and they're both awesome. So, um, but uh, I think Jeff's just a little better looking, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys um that is all for today see ya